Welcome to this episode of the award-winning Best of the Left podcast. This is a sample of our recent bonus episode, usually only available to members. These episodes are comprised of our crew of researchers, Amanda and myself, all getting together for a roundtable discussion on topics that we find interesting. So here's a few minutes for free so you can know what all the fuss is about. I am realizing... Only now as we're talking, and I did not have this thought while reading these articles or or watching the documentary, that of course what saved them was the fact that, I mean, the fact that they're on an island was really helpful and that there were no like geological surveys that showed that there was gold under their island 100%. or you know a, a huge deposit of oil or something like that. Because obviously if you're a single missionary and you go there, you're going to get killed, but if someone wants to take over that island, it wouldn't be that hard. And if if those people had been in the you know, Sierra Nevada mountains instead of on that island uh, next to India, there's nothing special about those people. They would have just been wiped out by settlers who wanted what was under their feet. They just got lucky to not have anything you know particularly enticing under their feet, or at mm-hmm. least not that people knew about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that's probably done wonders for them. The way that we look at them is also, you know, this says more about us, obviously, than it does about them at all, that people are kind of obsessed and fascinated with them for choosing to not interact with the rest of the world. They also like some of the sentiments of that, of those conversations have been about, well, aren't they lucky to not live in our world of technology, which is now causing depression and anxiety and um, aren't they lucky to not live in a world where they know about the latest conflicts and horrific acts of hate crimes? And, you know, I mean, on, 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 right? I think that people kind of see them as this fantasy and that they can imagine while they wouldn't go do it themselves necessarily, they can kind of imagine and dream about this place that feels almost like paradise before our modern society took hold. And just the fact that people are interested in them in that way, just the fact that they've gone viral, like that just says so much about where we are. We're having these visions and fantasies of someplace else where all of this stuff that actually is driving us mad doesn't exist. It is probably why people think that. And I think it's easy to think they're living in a better way. And in a lot of ways, I'm sure that they are. But in a lot of ways, if we have modern convenience like healthcare, medicine, I love technology. We're having this conversation in a way that would not be possible not that long ago. There are some great things about our society, and it, it is really easy to highlight the negatives. I loved Southern California was out there. I, I like the I like cities, but I was watching the Rose Bowl over the weekend, and they had this aerial shot from the blimp showing downtown LA, and it's just smog. It looks worse than I've seen it in a long time. It was terrible. It was, you know... Beautiful, clear day, but not clear at all. There are some things about modern society that we all know are just awful. But I, it's it's hard to it, – we shouldn't just throw away the things that we do enjoy. But there's a road in town. I think I've talked about it here. It's called Rangeline Road. It's one of the strodiest strodes of all the strodes in America. And it's just billboards and wires and, and lights and billboards and McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. It's just – it's gross. It is – the most ugly thing you can see in your day-to-day life. And I think about that is here in this place called Missouri, a native name that 
I'm sure was just trees and beautiful and all kind like just naturally beautiful. But like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the development that happened. It gets, it's hard to, to, Mm -hmm. to see the way that maybe they are living in a way that we should live more like, but none of us now really actually want to do that. We think we do, but I don't think we actually want to live like that. We want to live with some modern conveniences in a way that is more conducive to living in nature and, and less like more against balanced. the tide. Yeah. And I think what we're doing right now is living against nature as opposed to living with, because we could do a lot of the things that we're doing, but in a more natural way, like we were talking offline about the, the way that buildings were built, like the, the businesses to, to look like, you know, the, the thing that they were building. And, and I think that's really cool, but it, it is like a, a way to think about how a building could be, it couldn't. It could be something that collects rainwater, has stuff growing in it, around it, is a part of nature, as opposed to completely and totally opposed to nature. Could be something that doesn't just have parking lots around it and it is burning up the air around it. It could be some. A building could be something that is is an additive to nature and not a subtractive. And I I, I think that's what people are actually looking for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As a way to live more like that, and not, I don't, I don't want to give up my clothes and start running around with bows and arrows. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody did it; it would be normal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the key word is fantasy. I think that's what it is. It's kind of like a daydream, right? It's not like I actually would go yeah. and live that way. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to like go for a little bit and have a break, or like, you know, it's this idealization for sure of what it of what it might be like. It's the hospital fantasy re- reworked. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's the it's the escape fantasy that we discussed last year. So this is like a good positive note to end this segment on if we're ending it. Sorry, Amanda, because instead of looking back for that kind of future, like maybe we just need to think of a better future for us. Like as I think we've had several episodes now about just painting a better possibility for the future that way when people are looking towards like envisioning what utopia would look like they're not going (laughs) to you know complete isolation like maybe there's a way that we can live harmoniously um, as Dion was saying with nature and each other uh, without completely giving up what we built Yeah, so I think I think the the biggest takeaway from the story is that it is about the stories we tell about ourselves as humans in in totality. It's the stories that colonizers tell about themselves and those they colonize. It's the stories that modern people tell about you know mystical, mysterious, uh, you know uncontacted tribes and you know why they might want to do that at the same time as we fantasize about how maybe they're doing it right and we're doing it wrong. And that actually leads us to our our next discussion, which is about how we see ourselves through archaeology and and our, you know, just as the um, <laughs> entirely white male colonizing um, community got a lot of things wrong, the archaeological society of past years got a lot of things wrong too and so we're turning now to the article woman the hunter which is arguing quite persuasively that the 
idea that men hunt and women stay at home and take care of the kids is bullshit and has always been bullshit. And, and, and some of the people who helped perpetuate or helped seed this idea saw countervailing evidence in front of their own eyes mm-hmm. and still were just like, I'm not going to include that in my final analysis. Like, yeah, I mean, sure, I saw women hunting, but like, that doesn't mean that women are hunters. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> so, so Aaron, you, um, I mean, th- this actually touches on ideas you have brought to our attention in the past. And so you, you dove into this article. So explain to the people. <laughs> yeah. I do think that this um, article was just like a good way of believing in science, but also taking time to evaluate our biases. And, you know, we're all raised under a patriarchal society, a racist society, a heteronormative, cisnormative. Is that a word? <laughs> it is now. So like, yes, we believe in science. We want to like see studies and things like that, but we also have to look at biases, which is what this article does. So it starts off mounting evidence from exercise science indicates that women are physiologically better suited than men to endurance efforts, such as running marathons. This advantage bears on questions about hunting because a prominent hypothesis contends that early humans are thought to have pursued prey on foot over long distances until the animals were exhausted. Furthermore, the fossil and archaeological records, as well as ethnographic studies of modern-day hunter-gatherers, indicate that women have a long history of hunting game. We still have much to learn about female athletic performance in the lives of prehistoric women. Nevertheless, the data we do have signal that it is time to bury Man the Hunter for Good. So essentially after this, it goes on to highlight, which I'm going to be honest, I don't really care about the two anthropologists who (laughs) put together the Man the Hunter papers, uh, but they, of course, collected different writings from men, which make a connection between evolution and hunting. So in this, they conclude that men have evolved because of their need to hunt and women were passive beneficiaries of the process. That's it for today's free sample. There's lots more of that particular episode, as well as there being dozens of past bonus episodes that you get access to in your feed the minute you sign up as a new member. Pain members are who make this entire show possible, and so these bonus episodes are a fun way to say thanks to them for their support. In addition to those full bonus episodes, members also get bonus clips in every single regular episode, as well as there being no ads in the regular show. If you would like to be our newest member, you can sign up at bestoftheleft.com slash support. You can use our Patreon page, or you can do it from right inside the Apple Podcast app, and links to get there are right in our show notes. And if you can't afford membership, I offer free financial hardship memberships. Just drop me an email to j at bestoftheleft.com, and we will get you set up, no questions asked. Or, again, to sign up and support the show and our ability to give away free financial hardship memberships, visit us at bestofleft.com support. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.